Well, some of the crowd are on the pitch. going on everyone this is gary this is josh let's talk soccer how's it going bud i'm good how are you i'm good man it is uh sunday july 16th uh which apparently is the day before this whole fpl draft stuff gets going yeah it's pretty interesting pretty interesting i think it's i think time will tell but i think it's a kind of a cool new um element to it you of course don't have to do the draft. You can do sort of the traditional way with your 100 million pounds. We're going to go through as much as we know and as much as we can during this podcast. So this podcast may actually be a little longer than the other ones because we're going to talk all fantasy Premier League today. But before we do, real quick, um, thanks to everyone who's been going to our Instagram page. If you haven't yet, it's just Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. We posted... um, what was a very fun and eye-opening exercise where we had nine players, some present, some past, all great players in their own right. Um, and each day, our followers or people who visited um, or saw that that post would vote to kick a player out. And it started to get a little heated towards the end. Uh, Ronaldinho um, was the, the center of most of that controversy or or controversy um, where uh, people thought that he didn't belong. People felt very strongly about him still being there. So it came down to Ronaldinho and Pele actually um, at the end. And uh, Pele won. He was kicked out the least, but it was a very, very narrow margin. I think it was only one vote. Yep. Um, I think some people thought maybe that it was us making the selections and it wasn't. We went through and counted all the votes. So it was, it was everyone who made the decisions. Um, and we had one follower in particular who, um, was very honest in his, um, unhappiness with the way the results were going. And, and we really appreciate that. It was really cool. He actually was going to unfollow us. I think at one point, um, and then realized that it wasn't us doing this. It was people all over the world um, doing this voting. So we appreciate um, his his understanding and, of course, his loyalty and sticking with us. We really do. We love everybody's input, and we love the fact that we do have people all over the world interacting with Let's Talk Soccer. So um, we're very, very happy. We also know that he is a, uh, a listener to this podcast, so um, I'm not going to – say his his handle, his Instagram handle, just because I don't necessarily want people saying anything back and forth with him. Um, but he knows who he is, and we really greatly appreciate um, all of his input. Uh, that was good. So we're going to actually do another one. Um, this one's going to be managers. We had a suggestion from another one of our followers to do one of managers. So we'll do some, some legendary managers combined with some current managers. You know, you'll have Sir Alex going up against Pep and Jose and uh, folks like that. So this should be a really interesting one too. So be on the lookout for that. All right, on to the FPL. And here we go. All right, the first thing to talk about are we have 
some player prices. And we I, we did a post here um, that showcased a few select players and their prices. But we also posted that there's an entire list online. So if you just go to fantasy.premierleague.com slash player dash list. Again, that's fantasy.premierleague.com slash player list. You will see the prices of all the players. Figured, Josh, maybe what we could do first is see, is there anyone on here, any players that sort of stand out either as a particularly good value or um, maybe someone who's maybe a little higher priced than you think they should be? So let's start with goalkeepers. So the most expensive goalkeepers are Thibaut Courtois, David De Gea, Hugo Lloris, Petr Cech, and Ederson of Man City, the new Man City keeper. Yep, all coming in at $5.5 million. Yeah, so that's pretty expensive for a keeper. Yeah. Uh, two slightly cheaper options are Tom Heaton and Jordan Pickford. Yep. Uh, I have Tom Heaton in my team, uh-huh. and he's a really good bargain buy for the price. Which is five million. Yeah, so, so it's just a bit cheaper. Yeah, so that you know that point five, uh, maybe not doesn't make a massive interest, but you also got to think that if you're looking to get one last key player on your team and you're half a million short, then then that does make a big difference. Also, I would say it's not. I personally don't think it's worth investing a majority or even a large portion of your. Um, of your hundred million pound budget on goalkeepers or defenders. They're not, you know, short of a very, very rare goal or a very, very rare clean sheet. They're not massive point getters. For sure. For you. And that's why it's sort of good to try and find bargain buys who get the occasional or maybe a bit more common clean sheet. Yep. And they get you those points, but also aren't the most expensive. Yeah. So, like you said, Heaton and Pickford are definitely um, a couple to keep an eye on as you're selecting your squad. Yep. From outside of the goal box, up a little higher to defenders. What do you see here? Okay. So, the most expensive defender is Marcos Alonso. He costs $7 million. Yeah, and he is, as I was just mentioning, you know, you get a goalkeeper with a rare goal or so. He he has he has that ability. Uh, not only did he have goals last season, but also he played on a defensive line in Chelsea. That was just amazing. So, um, you know, you'll notice that the top prices are all, you know, mostly held by Chelsea, Chelsea players. Right. In fact, the top four are all Chelsea players. Yep. With those being Marcus Alonso, as we said, seven million, and then Cesar Aspilicueta, also known as Dave. Yep. Gary Cahill and Victor Moses. I think he was converted from a midfielder back to a defender. Yep. They all cost six point five million. Yep. So just a little less than Marcus. So which... personally, I would probably stay away. But if I were to get one, I probably would only have one. Yeah. Because they're pretty expensive. Yep. You know, Aspilicueta. Definitely um, is a good is a good buy. You know, I think points wise um, from last season he was just a little maybe less than Marcus Alonso, or maybe maybe very very similar, right around the same place. But again, that half a million, you know, that point five could make a difference for sure. You could also look at people like Patrick Van Inholt. Uh-huh. He also gives a goal threat and yep. was a very consistent left back. Yeah, and then you could also look at people. Like uh, Harry Maguire. Yeah. 
the new uh, Lester signing. Yeah. You know, also, I know Cedric is also another good choice. I think we both have him on our fantasy teams. I do. Um, you know, Yoshida, Daniels. There's definitely, you know, some of the, the bigger names. Um, Jose Fonte um, is another that um, you definitely have some, some good choices, some um, inexpensive choices on defense that I think, again, it's great to get those points over the stretch of a season, but I, I don't know that um, I would invest a whole lot of money in, um, in defenders. And, and it's all relative, right? So uh, $6.5 million is a lot for a defender. It's, it's a great value for a good um, forward. So you, know, you just got to sort of keep that in mind, too. Um, that you're you're spending based relative to the, the position. The position. Um, so just be careful. While five point five or six might seem cheap uh, for a defender, it's actually towards the higher end. It's very expensive for a defender. Yep. So just just keep that in mind. Shipped up another line, and go take a look at midfielders. Right. So the most expensive midfielder is Alexis Sanchez. He is priced at $12 million, so very expensive. Yeah, and, you know, still a little discussion of whether or not he'll be staying in the Premier League. Yeah, he might be moving to Juventus. Yeah. He might be moving to even Man City. Who knows? Um, you know, and so that's actually an important thing to point out. While, you know, everyone's super excited to be building their teams and putting them together, there's still a lot of transfer window left. Um, you know, a, a player that you choose for your team today may not be in the league at all a week or two weeks from now. So definitely keep an eye on it. Um, don't get 100% sold on the, the 15-man squad that you put together because um, things may change. And especially if you're going to play, and we'll talk about this in a little while, about if you're going to play in the draft, um, you really can't be set on anything because, you know, it's sort of uh, the selection is somewhat random. Definitely some you have some influence over it, but there's also, you know, nothing's nothing's 100% certain in that. All right. We've made lots of teams, but yeah. we have no idea whether we're going right. to get any of those people. Yeah. Or... So we got Alexis at 12 men as the highest midfielder. What, what else we got? We also have Hazard at 10.5, mm-hmm. De Bruyne at 10. And then Mesut Ozil at 9.5. Yep. Um, You know, all good choices. And and so while we're talking about this, this isn't to say, especially when you look at midfielders and forwards, you should definitely go and get, you know, a handful of the big-name guys that you know or you you hope are going to get lots of points for you. So Alexis isn't a bad buy, um, but it just means that you're going to have less to spend everywhere else on your team. So just, you know, be smart with your use. So assuming that people are going to choose a lot of the big name, more expensive players, we're trying to give, lend a little bit of insight maybe into some other players to look at when, when you're looking for, for value and you're working on a budget. Um, I think Ali and Erickson are the same price. Yeah, they're both 9.5. Yep. Yeah. So I would say in that case, um, I would probably choose Allie, I think. Yeah, I would also choose Allie. Over Erickson. Um, of the player, of the midfielders we've talked about, Alexis, Hazard, De Bruyne, Ozil, Allie, Erickson, who who would be your pick? Which which players do you look to to maybe get the most points for a team? I would look at De Bruyne because mm-hmm. 
He brings lots of assists. Yep. And then he also is the free kick taker. And then also has a wicked shot on him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, he'll certainly get all the minutes he can handle this season. Um, You know, you always got to wonder about Champions League, though, um, and how these players who are on Champions League teams are going to be utilized um, during the season, too. So you got to also keep that in mind of playing time, um, especially as these clubs maybe get into the, the further rounds. Uh, if they start to lose their chance of winning the Premier League title then um, and they're moving further into the later rounds of Champions League, some of these top talent will be held out of maybe their Premier League matches or see limited time and be playing in the Champions League where maybe they have a shot at a title there. So yes. just just be careful with that stuff. All right, so let's – we know the big name, point-getting, expensive midfielders. Who are some, some values? So say $7 million and under to be looking at. So one really good player is Zaha. Yeah, 149 points last, last season. Yeah, and also Wijnaldum also had 149 points, and they're both seven million. Absolutely. So they're both big goal scorers. Uh, they create lots of chances. Yep. And they can be also just really good to look at. Yeah. So that's an important thing you bring up. You want you, especially in your midfielders, you want guys who are uh, who are creating those chances, who have a high creativity index, um, a good threat index. So definitely, you know, do a little research on those as well. Another player that's really good is. Anthony Knockart, mm-hmm. he, he would be a really good buy for you because yes. since he's new to the Premier League, a lot of people may overlook him for people who have experience. Yeah, so he's with Brighton, um, and you know we say really good player. He was in the championship. We'll see how he plays in the Premier League, but, but he is definitely a player to watch. Um, so I think he's at $6 million. So, you know, you look at, uh, you know, maybe you've got – Six million left, and you need um, you need a player to, to fill out your midfield, even if you don't necessarily start him. Um, you know, I think he's a good value. Yes, for sure. All right. What else? We've got William is at seven million. Playing time, it I think, concerns me a little bit with him. What about? Uh, so we have Ander Herrera on our team. Uh, he's only at five point five. So, and he got almost just under a hundred points. This past season. Yeah, I think we both think he's going to do really well this yeah. season. Uh, similarly priced at $5.5 million is Chris Brunt, who had 99 points this past season. So some more good value. So definitely, I think as far as midfielders go, there's there's a lot of um, high point generators, low cost, so means good value um, in the midfield. So I think you can build a really dangerous midfield um, for not a whole lot of money. For sure. All right. Let's look at the front line. Let's check out the forwards. So the most expensive <clears throat> forward and the most expensive player uh, in FPL this season is Harry Kane. As he probably should be. Won the Golden Boot last season. Uh, got a lot of points. And that definitely doesn't mean uh, just because he's the most expensive, don't stay away from him. Personally, I think we both have him in our teams. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? You know, it was interesting. I was listening to another podcast, and they were talking about how um, now uh, that the club is playing at Wembley, um, is it truly a home match for them? You know, it's not like the comfortable surroundings of White Hart Lane. So what does that 
does it have any effect? Does it have an effect? You know, it'd be interesting to see. Just different atmosphere. It's not home as they know home. Yeah, because it's technically home, right. but it might not be to be like. Yeah, right. Just something to think about. Okay, who else we got under Kane? No surprise here, we would also have Sergio Aguero and Romelu Lukaku, both at 11.5 million. Yes, now bitter rivals in the Manchester Derby. Um, I love Aguero. He's definitely an FPL favorite. Although, beginning last January, um, he shared time with Gabriel Jesus. So, And I think Jesus is around maybe 10.5 million. So he's not... He's not cheap either. So, um, you know, I personally have a hard time. Yeah, he is 10 and a half. I have a hard time justifying getting either of those two guys because you don't know how many minutes they're going to get. Either of them. Yeah, and I would also stay away from Aguero because he also has that very injury-prone factor. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, which then, of course, means go get Jesus. You know, if um, if and when Sergio, and hopefully he doesn't, but if he does get injured, then Jesus is going to get a lot of time. Actually, before we, we talk about Lukaku and Lacazette, it also reminds me that Iannaccio is making the move over to Leicester City um, where – he may get a decent amount of minutes, um, depending on what, what style they're playing, what formation they're playing over there. He may see some time. And certainly we know he can score goals. Um, when the first half of last season, he had to come in for Aguero, who was out for an extended period of time. Yeah, he scored goals Yep, just like that. So someone to maybe look at um, for your bench. All right, so Lukaku and Aguero are both at 11.5. Uh, the knock, of course, against Lukaku is that he doesn't step up um, and come through in big matches. But either way, he comes through in terms of FPL points. Some of the highest in the entire game. Yeah. So he is almost, and I believe that his ownership is at close to 50%. So it's almost mm-hmm. like you, you have to own him because if you don't um, and he gets some goals – all the other teams that you're playing against move, you know, move up because of those points, and you don't. So it's almost like you have to have him just to sort of stay on pace with everyone else. That's yeah. That's a that's sort of a bad thing, kind of that. It's sort of a player you have to have, right? And and it's a lot of money to spend. Now um, he will most likely get a lot of points, so there's nothing nothing wrong with that at all. But if you're struggling in terms of budget then it becomes a problem. Yeah, I'll also look at uh, Josh King. Yeah, 7.5, I think. Yeah, very cheap for a player who gets lots of goals. Yeah. Okay. And, of course, sort of the shiny new object to the FPL, at least, or to the Premier League as far as um, FPL forwards go, is Lacazette. Bit of a wild card. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, um, I think a lot of people are saying he's coming from Liga. Um, yes, he had a lot of goals there, but this isn't the Premier League. But the same thing was said about Zlatan a year ago. Yeah, a lot of people doubted Ibra. Yeah, and he, until he got injured, was tearing it up. <clears throat> so um, I think a lot of people expect Lacazette to to deliver goals. So um, And certainly he'll be given the opportunity at Arsenal to do that. Yeah, because, I mean, Sanchez might leave, so and 
it might open a gap, and I definitely think he'll start. Oh, I think he'll start too. I mean, especially over you know, I think uh, you know, Giroud is gone one way or another. So Lacazette, I I don't worry about him getting minutes. Um, you know, if anything, it's about productivity and will he will he get the goals that he's expected to get. Um, but let's go ahead then and maybe look at some value as far as forwards go. We talked about um, Iannaccio, who's at $7 million. We talked about Josh King, who's at 7.5. But let's take a look at um, a few others. So when we look at value as far as forwards go, let's just go ahead and pick $8 million as um, $8 million and below as sort of the, the line of value. Uh, we talked about Josh King at 7.5. He's got a teammate, though, Jermaine Defoe, who comes in at $8 million. Defoe got 166 points last season. He's also the age factor. That's that's a pretty good score. Absolutely it is. Yeah. Um, and he's relatively cheap compared to a lot of other um, forwards. So definitely someone to keep an eye on. Benteke, also at 8, had 136 points last season. He came on pretty big towards the end of the season with Crystal Palace. And it seems just like Palace is sort of gearing up towards being, um, with some of the moves they've made this summer and stuff lately, it looks like they're gearing up to be a um, an attacking type of team. So, um, you know, someone like Benteke may be, may be a great get. How about Wayne Rooney moving over to Everton? It, he's at $7.5 million seems to me that he, unlike what was happening at Manchester United, he's going to get a lot of playing time at Everton. I have no doubt he's going to get the playing time, just like Lacazette. But you, but is your concern that he, he will he convert? Lose, yeah, and will his form, like after he scores, will he continue with good form or will he kind of just drop off? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a concern with, with any goal scorer is, you know, they go through um, hot streaks and they go through dry spells. Um, I I think at least the first couple months of the season, he's going to be extremely motivated uh, to sort of reprove himself and also to show how appreciative he is for Everton giving him a chance. So I think um, at least, you know, as a short-term player, he is definitely someone to look at. Uh, you know, you look at some of the new incoming players, uh, let's say Dwight Gale, specifically from Newcastle, who has played in the Premier League and did okay for himself. He's at $6.5 million. Um, You know, he's getting up there a little bit in years, too, um, and has a little wear and tear on him. So someone, though, especially if you're, if you're looking for value, he's definitely someone to keep an eye on as well. Sure. All right, so some good talk about some value um, in all areas of the pitch. Let's go ahead then and shift gears a bit and talk about this this new format, this FPL draft. So the best way to discuss this, I think, is to go straight to the source. And we're at the Premier League website. <clears throat> and let's go ahead and we'll, we'll hit on some of the highlights and then talk about maybe what that means. All right. So first it says that uh, this FPL draft is a brand new twist on the FPL. And um, it consists of private leagues made up of 2 to 16 managers or 2 to 16 teams. Or you can enter public leagues with strangers of up to 8 managers. So private league, you can go as high as 16. Public, you go to 8. 
You still must have 15 players, as you would on sort of your traditional FPL team. Um, two goalkeepers, five defenders, five midfielders, three forwards. Um, one of the important things here, though, is that um, you sort of go into a, a rotating selection. So if you've ever done Fantasy NFL uh, for a lot of our U.S. listeners, then it's the same sort of format where you may – you know, you may have a pick followed by other people. So you sort of have to have a, a depth chart. They call it, I think, a watch list here. But essentially, it's a depth chart of, you know, who are your top players at each position. But then if you don't get that selection, who, who's next, next in the line? Right. You sort of – you have to be very proactive and, and do a lot of research and put a lot of thought into doing this. So uh, the draft will take place with managers taking it in turns to make their player selections exactly as we were saying. All right, so again, just to be clear, there are now two FPL games for all of us. So the first is the original FPL game where you have the $100 million budget, um, and that's already launched. You can start selecting your team, and, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already have been. So, which also uh, leads me to say, we've been posting different sets up of different squads just to get... Um, because we've been dying to do this for a long time now, ever since the season ended. Plus, um, we want your guys' input. But please send us send us your your formations, your squads too, and we'll give you whatever input we can on those. Or even if you just want to share, we'd love to see it. So you've got the original FPL game that we all know and love. <clears throat> and then secondly, you've got this FPL draft game, which launches July 17th. So we're recording this on Sunday the 16th, so that's tomorrow um and you can have squads in both games does not matter now a key difference that the draft game has versus the the traditional fantasy is that there's not a budget right so so it's really kind of taking on like the nfl like they basically it's pretty much the same thing and the big thing to think about this is now that, since you don't have to worry about that, we were both pretty worried that, was there going to be both, like, a budget and right. a draft? That, that's a lot of math that you're doing. All you got to write an algorithm for that in order to, uh, just to successfully complete the draft. So that's, that's a very key thing to think about, that you can pick as many all-stars as you need. Yep. <clears throat> now, mentioned the, the timeline of the 17th of July. Um, the draft does not have to take place on that. So if you're an administrator of a private league, you can decide on the date and the time of the draft. It just has to be done before game week one, uh, which is August 11th. So I would say by the, by the 10th, yeah, um, you have almost a month to get that all figured out. Um, in a public league, the draft will take place around 24 hours after the first team joins. So you're sort of, you're probably joining in progress. Now, something that a couple of things that we're trying to figure out. One is because we will have a league or actually since it's only up to 16 teams, we'll probably have multiple leagues because we want as many of you guys to play as possible. So a, we will post that information on the let's talk soccer Instagram account. Uh, we will let you know the codes to get in. So please join and play along. We had hundreds and hundreds of people do it last year. So that's why we're going to create as many private mini leagues as we can uh, just to accommodate everyone as much as we possibly can and not make it a full-time job for us to do that. Um, 
So that's the first thing that we're trying to figure out is how we can set that um, the timeline for the draft, and we will communicate all of that. We most likely will not be doing it on the 17th um, just because we need to get all of our ducks in a row too. Um, the second part is we, men- we mentioned um, to have your watch list, your depth chart. We're trying to figure out how and where you do that as well. We've been on the FPL website. We've been all over the app. We've been on, we, their, we've been on the fancy Premier League Twitter. Yes. Everywhere. We've looked for everything, and we can't find any directions or instructions on how to do that. So we will definitely pass that along because those are that's sort of an essential piece of it. Yeah, when doing this, I really feel like David Moyes. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, poor David. So as far as differences go, we mentioned that um, – there's not a $100 million budget in this draft format, but there's also another fairly key component or difference to it, which is... So there's no captain or vice captain. In the draft version of this only. So you have to sort of think about, uh, like, because a lot of points do accumulate from your captain, usually. Right. But now mm-hmm. you have to think about, I need more people around to get more points. Right, yeah, yeah. And you, you won't have that advantage of, you know, a player who might be your captain, you know, getting those double points, especially if he has a really big game. Okay, so people are going to ask, uh, especially if you're playing in leagues around the world, you know, time is different everywhere, time zones. Uh, what if I can't make the draft? So uh, here it says, before the draft, each manager can create the watch list of players, the watch list we talked about. You list them in priority order. Uh, representing your top targets for each position. So you want from your most desirable to your least desirable in that order. If you're absent for the duration or any part of the draft, the watch list then is used. So it defaults to the watch list to automatically make selections on your behalf. If no watch list is selected, draft ranks are used to prioritize automatic selections. So depending on... So the draft rank is based off of, it says here, each player in the game is given a draft rank based on their total FPL points last season and or their potential points for 2017-18 season. So that's kind of interesting, too, that your your draft rank, um, especially if you're not going to make it to your draft, um, you know, it'll be based on on your performance. So um, the better players will get the higher draft rank. So that's Pretty interesting. Um, in terms of teams scoring points, the same way as traditional fantasy Premier League, except the exception that Josh mentioned, that there's no captain or vice captain. Another important difference is transfers. So in the traditional game, you just go in, you make your transfers. Either you have free transfers in a wild card, or, um, or you go and you take a four-point hit. For each transfer we that you made. We did a lot of those last year. We did. Well, we were just playing around having fun. But this time you have to submit, or at least for the draft, you have to submit a waiver request. So very NFL fantasy-esque. Um, a waiver request for a player or make a direct transfer from the free agents pool. So there will be a list of free agents. Um, starting to sound very much like the NFL. Um, but there are no direct transfers between managers. So you can't... Um, Speak directly with another manager and swap player for player. If you're asking what is a free agent, free agent is a player not selected in the draft. Uh, These players can be swapped into squads 24 hours before the game week deadline during the free agency mode. 
So any of those uh, people that were unselected are available for you to add. Um, new players added to the game or players released by other managers do not immediately become free agents. Initially, they can only be signed through a waiver request. So what's what are waivers? Similar to the draft process, a waiver ensures all managers get their chance to pick up new signings or players released by other managers. You make a waiver request when proposing to swap a player in your squad with an unselected player in the same position. So you're taking an existing squad member and attempting to swap him with someone who was not selected um, in the draft previously. These requests are processed 24 hours before the game week deadline. So you won't know if you're if your waiver request was successful until about 24 hours before um, the deadline. All right, so the, a round of waivers runs once a week. Um, on the waiver deadline, a process will look through all the requests that are made and make the transfer. So you, there's a little bit of uh, prioritization that happens because some players may be requested uh, from the waiver wire by multiple managers. So the lowest ranked team will get their first waiver choice. So try to give a little bit of help to the team struggling the most and they'll get first crack um, at the waiver Let's wire. Let's try to make it most even possible. Right, right. A little bit of parity, which is nice. <clears throat> so that's it for the draft. Still some question marks, still some unknown stuff. We will post everything we know um, on... Uh, our Instagram account at Let's Talk Soccer. And of course, next weekend when we come out with the next episode of this podcast, we will have lots more information. But important to know that, yes, we will be doing leagues again. Uh, instead of one, we'll do multiples to accommodate as many people as possible. And as more information comes out about that, our Instagram account is the place to go. So that's a lot of information in about 34 minutes. But all good stuff. We're super excited about the FPL. So I think what we'll probably do is have uh, not only a team or, or teams in um, these draft leagues, but we'll also do one out in the sort of the global, um, just traditional league too. Yes, for sure. And so we'll manage team a team just like we did for all the, the prior seasons, and then we'll try this new draft piece as well. So, um, hey, as you're setting up your teams – uh, if you have questions, if you discover new information, let us know. Go to our Instagram page, and that's the, the easiest and fast and best way to make contact with us. So, guys, we appreciate everything, the loyalty, all the comments, all the, the feedback, all the activity, uh, all the love that you guys show us. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe to it so you get the automatic downloads every week. Please tell your friends about it. Because sharing is caring. Yes, it is. Guys, until next time, we say good draft, good luck, good luck putting your teams together, and we say peace. Peace. Goodbye. <laughs>